I was on the edge of my seat now. I wiped my damp palms on my pants. Rosa continued, dropping her voice to the lowest rumble, the purr of a mountain lion. And as the mistress of destiny spoke, Esma's jaw fell open. The gypsy women stopped their chattering and tea-sipping and stared at Esma. Then, at me, then, back at Esma. With expressions of disbelief, they shook their heads, muttering a harsh word that bounced among them. Finally, Esma raised her chin, drew in a breath, and climbed in her lopsided way onto her chair. Standing tall on top of it, she towered over us. According to the always accurate prediction of the Mistress of Destiny's cards, this boy... What's your name again? Teo? This boy, Teo, and I, Esma, Queen of Lightning, are on the path to being loyal friends for our long lives. She paused to let this sink in, and then she continued eyes wildly alive. And if our friendship lasts, we will save each other when no one else can. This is our destiny. For a moment, my heart stopped. Then I stammered a translation for Grandfather, whose face lit up brighter than a sunrise. He gave a nod of approval to Rosa, mistress of destiny. My aunts and uncles and cousins were exchanging doubtful looks. Impossible, they murmured, most in Mixteco, a few in Spanish. It was probably the same word the gypsies were murmuring. Impossible. Esma on the chair bellowed, I, Queen of Lightning, specialize in the impossible. She smiled at me, held out her hand and declared, Join me, Teo, my new friend for life. I stood motionless, all eyes on me. I didn't take her hand because what if she pulled me up there? What if she was crazy? What if crazy was the word her people were muttering? Then I whispered, I'll be back in a minute. Legs shaking, I stumbled out into the sunshine, then across the patch of dirt and into the dark kitchen. There, by the hearth fire, was my mother, hair messily unbraided, we peeled filthy, an expression vacant. Draped over her head, a black shawl hid her eyes in shadows. She held a sweet potato in one hand and a knife in the other, unsure what to do with them. A year ago, she would have been dashing around the kitchen, shooing out the chickens that were now pecking around her steel feet. I looked at her, wishing she would look back at me. She didn't. I took three of my circles of goat cheese to use as payment and wrapped them in banana leaves. On the way out the door, I paused. Mother, if I told you I'd be lifelong friends with a gypsy girl, what would you say? She looked at me blankly, as if I were speaking another language impossible to understand. For her, after what had happened to my sister last year, everything was impossible. Getting up from her petate in the mornings, making tortillas, 
doing the simplest of chores. The smallest task, like talking to her son, was impossible. Even if she could answer my question, I knew her response. Impossible. I left her in the kitchen and headed across the patch of dirt through the squawking cluster of chickens and turkeys and back to the healing hut. My cousins and aunts and uncles were just leaving, still giddy, while the gypsies were putting away their things. The Impossible Caravan. That was the name of this troop. Did Impossible describe the incredible wonders they'd brought all the way out to the Hill of Dust? Or did they, the Queen of Lightning in particular, hold the magical key to making the impossible happen? Esma was humming a lively tune as I walked over and handed her the payment.